Warning, warning. Two idiots are exploring the waste for Satus. Please cover your ears and await further instructions. Hello and welcome back to Discovering SCP. Welcome back to another episode. <laughs> Holy shit, are you alright? No. <laughs> How's you, like, turn into a different person. I'm just, uh, not, it's I'm been... just my usual tube of self, my friends. Oh, wait, did you just ask me how it's been? Hold on. I saved an old... Bu- fuck. Okay, I saved yeah. something for this specific occasion. Okay. Uh, when someone asked me how it was, I was going to repeat, like, the old ninja tweet. Do it. Uh, uh, hold why, on, why, why, why are you it. telling me about it? Why don't you just do it? I'm in the middle of carrying a League of Legends game, about to close it out, and my brawless wife brings me a sandwich not asked for with chips as I get a double kill bot lane. So, how's your day going, Tanhoney? It's so... It was, it's, oh, it's like a ten-year-old's idea of what it is to be an adult. <laughs> my brawless wife. Was she, was she wearing a bra, dude? No? Da, dude. Auga. No bra! Wife with no bra. Whoa! Uh, all right, en- enough talking about the braless wife. Uh, how many articles do you have for me today? Uh, articles. Uh, we don't read articles on this fucking podcast anymore, I don't know. Today we are doing tales. Tales are a type of article. I hate They're not! Okay. They don't Whatever even belong on the SCP wiki. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hope that's not a take someone has. Please tell me that one's like the SCP wiki is only for SCPs. If Motor 42 did you see, can see what you've turned this wiki into. Did you see, by the way, Tan, um, someone, I don't remember who, did like two separate threads and it's like, what's your favorite trope on SCP and what's your least favorite trope on SCP? And I was going to ask you what yours were. Like, what's your favorite reoccurring theme and what's your least favorite one, like on average between articles? Um... I don't know her favorite. I like sort of like I do enjoy surreal shit. That's a, mm-hmm. what I dislike is like a funny object with a piece of paper conveniently lying around that tells you what it's about. <laughs> Where it's like <laughs> we created would, this to that? start our evil revolution from the, the syndicate of destruction. <laughs> See you <laughs> later, SCP Foundation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Handwritten letter. Yeah. I want an SCP that's a that's like a stationary set that just writes all the convenient explanation letters for all the SCPs. Good for you. I've already written that. Really? Remember, you're in it. Wait, is that real? Yeah. I thought I came up with an idea. Wait, what? What article was that? Did we read that? Well, I know you loved it. You loved it. I don't know. It's a the bit... notepad is not the same thing as what I'm describing. Oh, okay. The notepad is like the funny version of what I'm describing. Okay, but we're not here to talk about that. We are here to discuss these articles. Tales. Yeah, how many tales are we reading? Well, I mean, these tales, you're right, they're not articles. So Guys, who's going to tell Tan that an article is anything that's been written? Listen, I'm part of the original guard of SCP, right? <laughs> and, you know, I feel like my experience... One of those memes with, like, the bicycler with the flaming wheels and, like, the skull head. It's like, listen up, dipshit. I'm part of the old guard, okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> they, I'm one of the top ten writers on the wiki. Top five, even. <laughs> I think I decide a little more. Can you, I'm not, let's cut this bit out. Cactus is the number one author, and I literally couldn't care less about his opinion. So your point is invalid. I've been on the SCP wiki for nine years. That's more than a third of my life. 
Actually, Tan, I, I have some bad news. Oh, no, 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 no. It was nine years in the pandemic when you wrote 5,000. It's been 11 years, buddy. <laughs> the Elden Ring dejected him out. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, enough stalling, enough stalling, enough filler. We have our first yeah, tale. T- the list. Yes, I mean. I'm, tr- I'm trying to give it to you. It's- sorry I was eating Can cashews, by the way, finish? on the mic. I was hungry. I'm sorry. So, we have here to... <laughs> Okay. Can I say it? Can I say the title? I was, please? I'm just, I'm just still recoiling from you screaming at me. Can I say the title, please? Yeah, yeah. Say it. I'm not talk. I'm not a word from me. Okay. Here we have the first one: "The List of Wonders" by Doctor Everett Mann. Oh my God, I love wonders, and I love Everett Mann. Is is Doctor Everett Mann like the author? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, funny. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, why don't we popcorn this? This is a tale we usually do it this way, don't we? Sure. I'm still allowed to interrupt you for funnies, right? I, w- I don't want to get yelled at by Tanhony again. No problem. But just make sure to know your place, okay? Yes, yes, sir. <clears throat> Who's starting? Should we flip a coin? Um, <laughs> I mean, if you want to react, I'm happy to read. I'm reading it first. It came up a tad of <laughs> you didn't flip a coin, you just made the sound effect shing with your mouth. The Bella walked through the waste, leaving no tracks. He was a tall, lanky man with black hair and beady eyes. He wore a blue jacket over a red skirt of patches and rags with a small, tongueless bell at his throat and a ring with the sign of York, the patron saint of thieves and rogues. Uh, genuine question. What is the tongue of the bell? Is that like the little ringer part? Yeah, it's a ringer. Okay. Bella wasn't his real name, of course, but he made it a habit never to tell anyone his real name. He said it was because his people were afraid to give out their real names. Most people assumed he was wanted under the name he was born with. He was certainly wanted enough under his new one, and unwanted in some places. He knew the ways, though. If anyone could get you from one city to another, it was him. Extra if he'd been outcast by the locals. If he wanted a relic from the old places, he knew where you could buy it, or if the price was right, he'd fetch you one himself. The water skin at his side was empty. Water was plentiful in the waste, and it was one less thing to weigh him down. The real problem was food. Nothing grew in the waste. There were occasional birds and animals crossing the damp sands, but no trees or grasses of any sort. The bella knew the waste well. He'd used his trackless spaces to escape pursuits many times. Today, however, he was looking for someone else. In the distance, a rocky prom- promontory poked up over the dunes like the back of a beetle. He'd spotted it a day before, and he would reach it in a few more hours. Oh, Bella! A voice called out. The Bella tensed, reaching for his sword. He relaxed after he spotted a man atop a dune, wearing thick leather robes. Benadam, I've come to visit you. Oh my god, is this like a, a fantasy, or is this gonna like flip it up on me? Let's find out. Yes, indeed. <laughs> it is called The Waste. <laughs> <laughs> there are two. Be- there are actually two undead bells you must ring. Bella. There are two SCP six eight twos. Are there? <laughs> that was my new twist. You get into half health. Feels like. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, every time you get six eight two to half health, a cutscene plays. That's why he's actually immortal. <laughs> the man began walking down the dune to the Bella. He smiled, his blue eyes almost seemed to shine from the leather skull all cap worn low over his forehead. I thought as much. I spotted you yesterday. What brings you here? I found some writings, and I want you to tell me what they mean, the Bella said. He held up the box with the handle he'd found. 
He found it across the world after he tried to rob a wizard's home and fell victim to an enchanted pool. A briefcase full of secrets, Benadam said. I'm surprised it's intact. Well, follow me. I've built up a small camp and we can speak more there. This is how it always went with Benadam. He always met Bella within a day of the rocks, with a campsite set up. But Bella had never been to the rocks themselves, and he didn't know anyone who had. Benadam looked to be in his middle years, but he'd been in the waste as long as the Bella had heard. Some said he was old as the waste itself. He certainly knew enough of the lost days. I'm looking for Obi-Wan Benadam. Obi-Wan. That's a name I've not heard in a long time. He doesn't I'm so it. stupid, I was actually looking for the text, and I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> I didn't realize you were doing a Star Wars bit. The helmet let hey, come on, Tanoni, stop free spitting and get back to reading. Um, I'm just trying to freestyle the story. <laughs> get your Star Wars weeb shit out of here. I like high fantasy, okay? The hermit led him up. Sorry, I'll make a Lego last reference next time. The hermit led him up okay. the dune into a small tent made from leather and with the bones of some great beast for supports. There's a small metal contraption with fire rising from it. Oh, let's look at your case, the hermit said, reaching for the case with his leather gloves. He opened the clasp with hardly a glance, though it had taken the Bella several minutes to figure out. He pulled out the papers, yellow and bitter, uh, and began to read them over. I, th- I think I'm getting, this is like a post-apocalyptic where, like, there's a weird fantasy thing, and he thinks anomalies magic, and this dude's, like, some super special doctor, and that's why he knows all the old world stuff. That's my guess. Locking it in. <laughs> He sucked Ooh. in his breath and asked, Why did you find this? In a fortress built into a mountain, far across the sea, the Bella said. One of the fortresses of the Old Order. He could hardly keep the excitement from his voice. There were other relics there, but this was the only thing I could carry easily. How did you get across the sea? Benedim asked. Never mind. You realize what you have? Secrets, the Bella said, smiling. The hermit's reactions holding the papers were important. Who could say that? Benedum said, slowly nodding. This is a list of, of wonders, I suppose you could say, and the locations of the Seitus. Including the home Seitu? The Bella asked, hungrily. Benedum straightened suddenly. Bella, no, you don't know what's in there. It was abandoned for a reason. I'm not afraid. I've been in Seitus before. The Bella puffed up his narrow chest. I'm gonna guess Seitu is like this new world version of Sight, like Sight 19. <laughs> Not like I'm, this not, I'm not dumb. Not like this one. I won't let you do it, Benadam said. Don't try to stop me, old man. <laughs> he doesn't say it like that. <laughs> Just tell me where the Seitu is. The Bella grabbed the hermit's wrist. It felt hard and thin under the sleeve, as though there were nothing there but bone. Benadam did not move, and the expression never changed. But something changed in him, as though he'd suddenly grown larger. The hairs on the back of the Bella's neck rose. There was a sense of power in the air, as though lightning were about to strike. Will you strike me? The hermit asked. The Bella took his hand away from Benedum and he looked away, embarrassed despite himself. Now, I'm going to put an end to this nonsense. Benedum said. He put the papers over the fire and they caught at once. You should thank me. I've saved you from yourself, you know. Resentment bowled up inside the Bella. He hated being made a fool of and he couldn't resist leaving one last gloating note. You haven't changed anything, he said. What do you mean? Benedam asked, suspicious. Do you think I would make this journey with only the original set of papers, as fragile as they were? I've had time to make a dozen sets, and I've hidden them all. In truth, he'd only had taken the time to make one copy, and it was in his bag. 
But Benadam didn't know that. Bella, you can't do this. I won't let you. Benadam rose, and for a moment the Bella thought he might attack. You won't stop me, the Bella said with bravado he didn't feel. You're no murderer. Benadam stared at him for a long moment, and then to the Bella's surprise, he burst out laughing. Oh, Bella, if you only knew. No, I won't kill you, but not for the reasons you think. Go on, then. I cannot stop you. But I don't know how you expect to follow the notes when you cannot read them. I'll find another who knows the old language, the Bella said. There's no one else, Benadam said. I'm the only one who still remembers it. Not true, the Bella said. There's one other, and he's not hard to find. Oh, Bella, you don't mean to go south, do you? Benadam's eyes turned to pity. If you will not help me, then I have no choice, the Bella said. I'd go to Abrath himself if he offered me the home Saitu. Benadam only shook his head. It's not death you should be afraid of in the other man's hands. Oh, damn. I kind of like this, like, sort of future apocalyptic fantasy take. Yeah. Very fun. Bella kept his bonfire small and watched the entrance to the cave. He was a week out of the waste, and there was something moving outside. It was too big to be a wild dog and didn't move quite right to be a jumper. It could be another traveler, of course, or a bandit, but he hadn't seen anyone for two days. The South was a cursed land, based. Everyone knew that. Twigs cracked near the entrance, and a human shape blocked the light. White, blank eyes stared at him, and a low moan spilled out of a slack-jawed mouth. Garrus Forge! he swore, and, and raised his sword. The walking dead were only a nuisance in the open, where their slow speed and clumsy movements made them easy to kill. In the cramped confines of the cave, however, he was at serious risk of a bite. It stumbled towards him, inadvertently stepping into the fire. It didn't seem to react as the flame climbed up its leg. It only stepped onward, reaching for him with grey, bloated fingers. The beller swung his sword at the hands, taking off the fingers. He tried to step around the dead man and get to the entrance, but it stumbled over and grabbed at his shoulder with its unmaimed hand. He kicked out, trying to keep from catching fire himself, and knocked its leg out from under it. The dead man fell, nearly pulling him down with it. He managed to get free before it could sink its teeth into his leg. He jumped back and began to crawl towards him. He jogged out of the cave. The, be the Beller congratulated himself on another daring well escape. Well done, Beller. Well now done. <laughs> great enemy felled. Now he merely had to wait until... <laughs> what? It's like Devil May Cry. A. Oh, A rank. I thought you said Ahab, like the guy who killed the whale, or tried to. Now he merely had to wait. I haven't read. <laughs> yeah, that's fictional. <laughs> Now he merely had to wait until the dead man came out, and it would be easily dispatched. As he turned, his smile slowly sank. The crawling dead was hoisting itself through the dead leaves that had built up around the cave's entrance, and they began to ignite. Beller looked at the dry chaparral around him, and then back to the cave, where all of his supplies were. Kayla's balls! He cried in dismay, and then took off his jacket, trying to use it to beat out the flames. The dead man continued trying to bite him, even as he tried to extinguish it in the brush around it. His jacket caught, and he was forced to drop it. The fire spread quickly, and the Bella realized there was no way he could beat this fire. It was time to retreat. He jumped over the dead man and ran back into the cave. The smoke was thick and choking. He grabbed his pack and then turned and ran again, coughing as he went. He jumped over the zombie's last pitiable swipe at his feet and ran, looking for a stream, a river, anything. As he did, he felt an odd warmth at his back. He looked over his shoulder and saw smoke rising from his pack. Madly, he swung the pack off and then rifled through its contents, grabbing the papers before they could be harmed, and then threw the pack away with curse. 
He started off again, stumbling in the darkness away from the orange glow that was rising behind him. So why is he called the Beller again? Because he has that tongueless bell around his neck or something? Yeah, that seems to be the case. We don't know anything more about it. I wonder if this bell is something extremely important. I'm very curious. I do like the name the Beller, though. That's very cool. Yeah. All right, I'll do this one, and then I'll popcorn you on the next uh, switch. The Beller waded through waist-deep water, his precious bundle held high over his head. He'd been wandering in this godforsaken swamp for days now. He hadn't seen so many leeches since the jungles in the Northlands. In the distance, he heard the roar of a bull crocodile. He shivered. He hadn't seen too many of the great reptiles since he'd entered the swamp, but he knew how powerful their jaws were. He finally made it up onto the next island. He'd been staying on land as much as possible, trying to avoid the water where he could. He wished he'd had his axe and his rope. He could have put together a boat. It would have made this trip much more pleasant. After drying off his sword and knife, he took his boots off so they'd have a chance to dry at least a little, and began checking himself for leeches. He pulled off the four that had taken hold, cursing them as he cut them up with his knife. He placed the papers on top of a reasonably dry tree stump, with a rock over them to protect them from being blown away. He didn't want the chance of them getting soaked and ruined now. He checked his water skin. There was still a little fresh water in it. He considered drinking it, but decided to wait a little longer. He didn't know when he'd find another spring. No food, no fire, and running out of water. He hoped he'd find the Everman soon, or he'd have to start eating the Abert-damned leeches. Worthless bloody place, he said. What's Abert? Um, so, um... Well, there was another name of, like, a god previously. I don't know if you caught that one. Um... With a forge, specifically. Kalef? Or Gares? So these these are names that have been sort of corrupted over time. One of them is more obvious than the others. Is Abert Abel? Uh, Abert is Bright. How does you get Abert out of Bright? But the, the, the forge one, I think you can probably figure out a lot easier. I, I, oh, Gears? Oh! I was pronouncing it weird. Gear, ha ha! Hey, Gears! If you're still listening to this podcast, we miss you, buddy. Uh, <clears throat> Bloody! Oh my god, you're the main character! Somebody said behind him in a strangely familiar voice. He turned and didn't see anyone. Place Bloody! Someone else said. The Bella realized the voice was his own. Am I going mad? Wow, he doesn't sound anything like himself. What? He doesn't sound anything like himself. How did you realize? What? <laughs> Worthless bloody, another voice said, and this time he spotted movement. A large red crab sidled out from behind a bush. It was perhaps as tall as his knee and had long, thin arms that seemed to end in spikes rather than claws. He pulled out his sword and tapped the ground, hoping to scare the creature away. It didn't look dangerous, but he didn't like the way its beady eyes were staring at him. As he stepped forward, he felt a small pain in his leg. He spun around in time to see another of the crabs sidle away. Fucking bastard! This he really shouted. Is Bastard place, worthless, said another of the crabs, scuttling over a rock. He started to run to it when he felt another pain, and his leg collapsed from under him. He lashed out at the crab that cut him with his sword, but he only managed to tap it with the flat of the blade. He heard others moving around him. How many of them were there? They all began chittering, repeating his words in idiot chorus. He felt more pains. He tried to flail around, but it was getting hard to move. Were they poisonous? What were they doing to him? He saw one sidle up to his arm. He tried to move it out of the way, but its spike-like claw reached out and he saw the glittering blade on its underside as it sliced into his elbow, cutting the tendon. It spat a thick, viscous fluid over the wound, sealing it instantly. He couldn't move the arm any further. Ew, gross. He began to scream as others swarmed. So they, like, cut him, healed it, but, like, he can't use the arm anymore? These are not normal crabs, I don't think. 
He began to scream as others others swarmed over him, cutting, spitting, and rendering him immobile. One cut the tendons of his... Jesus! Of his jaw, and his jaw slackened. He couldn't move except to arch his back. They started cutting off bits from his... Oh, God. His extremities. He felt his fingers and toes get cut off, and then one began to pluck at the soft flesh of his face. The last thing he saw was a pair of sharp claws reaching down to his face. It went on for some time until he heard an odd, guttural voice. He heard the crab scuttle away, and then felt a final sting in his arm. He felt himself being lifted and carried as he drifted off to sleep. That is a gross visual, and I am terrified. Uh, popcorn. When he woke up, he felt stiff. Me too, but... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> about Just guy thinks, am I right? <laughs> Just boys being yeah. boys. And his head hurts. <laughs> he rubbed his eyes as he sat up. Then he stirred at his fingers and the rest of his body. He was whole. Was he in Abbott's land now? Was he about to be judged? He looked around and saw that he was in a white room, lying on a padded platform. It looked like the remains of some of the satyrs he'd seen, though much better kept up. Something felt odd with his hands. He looked down at them and blinked several times. He counted. He counted again. He balled his fists and then opened them again. It was no use. No matter what he did, he still found he had five fingers and two thumbs on each hand. The door opened. I see you're awake, sir. Pleased to meet you. Lubella looked up and nearly fell off the platform as a monster entered the room. There was no other word for it. It was a man, roughly. It had two arms, two legs, and a head in the right places. But the head was, head was oddly formed, as though someone had grafted on the crowns of other heads on top of it, making it much bigger than any normal man's head. He had four eyes with odd-shaped pupils under his bulbous forehead. A mechanical construct on a hound band swiveled a lens over one eye, which blinked monstrously onto the magnification. The skin was paler than any man the Bella had seen, almost white and pinkish, with light brown hair. A moustache with unnatural curves seemed to form a second curly-cue smile under his nose. His arms branched at the elbow, giving him four large hands, with long fingers with too many dresses. It actually is Elden Ring! <laughs> What's going on? Oh my on? god, this is literally just M-, M exclamation Ranny. I'm sorry if my appearance is alarming to you. I was working and I didn't expect company. You are the Everman, the Bella said, frightened in spite of himself. The monster nodded. Everett's man, actually. Dr. Everett Man, the finest. So I know Everett, Everett Man is the author, but have we read anything else about them? I think they've been mentioned a couple of times. They're like one of the gotcha. original like group. I see, I see. The Gears, Clef, Bright Gang. <laughs> I, I got you. Dr. Everett's man, the finest and the last surgeon this world has seen. And you are the, the beller. You talk in your sleep, you know, and scream and beg a little. I rescued you from my pets, dear little ho-nine-eights. They can be it's d- difficult with strangers, I must confess. But no harm done, yes, and I even gave you a few improvements. I make people better, you know? So, is 098 like a, one we could read and it's like crabs that yeah, heal you but crabs. kill you? Oh, uh, lol. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Improvements? The extra fingers? The Bella said. Y- yes, and if you tense your fingers just a little, the Everman said, smiling beatifically. Confused, the Bella did as the Everman I- suggested. Is it beatifically or beatifically? Because I'm I'm asking genuinely. I don't know either. 
As his fingers tensed, little glistening hooks sprouted from the tips of his fingers. He bit back a curse. They have a strong superific. Useful if you encounter a dingo or other dangerous wildlife. The other man turned. But let's have some tea, yes? Proper and civilized. Does Everett Man always talk like this in other articles, or is this like the de- degradation of his ability I, I, to speak? This is like degradation, I think. Okay. He is not usually I was like, like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> the Bella followed him down the hallway, glancing around as he did, trying to get his bearings in the strange building. I, I will say, and I, and I know I have the Elden Ring brain rub, but this is does kind of have a soul's feel to it in a very cool way. There were many twists and turns and many closed doors. He heard voices behind some of them, but not in any language he understood. Behind some, he swore he could hear moaning or weeping. Finally, they came to a large, spacious room, bare but for a small table in the middle of it. There were two chairs. The other man gestured to one. After the bella sat down, another door opened and a thing walked in. It was human-like, but not human. It had four legs splayed out like an insect's, and it had arms that bent too many times. His face was perfectly formed and all the more disturbing for his apparent normality. He carried a silver tray. He approached the table and lifted the lid off the tray, revealing a ceramic pot with flowers painted on the side, two cups and a bowl. The other man took the pot and the cups and then the bowl, placing them on the table. He poured the steaming tea into both cups. He looked up at the Ella and began to ask, Would you like... Wait, no, I suppose you... Wouldn't know about sugar in your tea. Well, it's like honey. I'll add some for you. How's that? He took small white cubes from the bowl and placed one in each cup. The Bella sipped his politely and found it tasted good. Sweeter than he was used to, but good. Thank you, he said. It's very good. He wanted to remain on the Everman's good side. The Everman beams. Thank you. The refined sugar is rather... Clever, I think. I developed a grub that exudes it as a waste product. It took all of the Bella's self-control to smile and swallow, rather than spitting out his tea. (laughs) Ew, he's eating shit tea. This really is Britain, dude. That's gross. (laughs) Well, maybe this isn't Britain. He mentioned an animal a bit ago that is very specific. (laughs) Damn. Is this Australia? Yeah. Gotcha. So, he said a trifle weakly, when you found me, did you by any chance find some papers? Ah, yes, I wanted to discuss that with you. They are most interesting. The other men steepled both sets of hands. Where did you find them? They don't land far to the north across half the world, the Bella said. They're in a situ in a vast desert. Ah, the other men said. The Gobi outpost. That's... Interesting, very interesting. I did not realize that 120 was still active. We'll speak of that later. This list will help me find many things that will last. Like the location of the home Saitu? The Bella asked. The home? The other man looked at him strangely for a moment, and then realization dawned in his strange eyes. Ah, you mean Site 23? Yes, it's in there, though I could have told you where that was. You damn could. The Bella had been so focused on the papers that it hadn't occurred to him that Everman wouldn't need them. No, he'd come from there too, hadn't he? Of course, the Everman said. It's too 
the west of us and a little north. I remember it well, though. I try not to visit there often. It's a dangerous place now. 184's effects are difficult to predict, especially after all this time. So you don't remember that we, this is one we read on there with Guy as the architect. Oh, was that, is that, um... The one that makes buildings. That's the like ball that, that makes everything yeah. super, yeah. But think of the secrets that it must hold, the Bella said. Why, it's the birthplace of humanity, the holding place of so many wonders, and the grave of uh, Starl himself. Is Psych 23 where the clone machine is or it something? It is not, no. We don't know what... Oh, then how is it the birthplace of humanity? The Everman stiffened, his eyes narrowed, an eerie effect with all four staring down at the Bella. Stralnikov, the monster said. Dmitri, oh, this is going to be a fucking mouthful. Dmitri Arkadyevich. What? Damn, that's better than I would have done. The Bella said, confused. Stralnikov, Dmitri Arkadyevich, the Everman repeated. That is how he introduced himself to me. Uh, when we met, it is how I have always referred to him. It is how you shall refer to him. Uh, yes, all right, the Bella said. Starelnikov Dmitri Arkadyevich. No problem. Close enough, the Evman said. And yes, he is in there. Hoyev 682. Grave? Perhaps a fitting tomb. He was the best of us, you know. We did so well when he was with us. This is one time where I really wish SCPs weren't referred to by number, because it would have been so much cooler if they had, like, menacing boss names as well, they yeah, referred well, to them. They probably would if he was out there, like, about but the other man, like, he's like an SCP guy. Yeah. He thinks of it in the number. Right. I want to hear the Bella's name for 682. God Devouring Serpent. <laughs> What happened? God. Well, Wait, did you say God devouring serpents? Ah, <laughs> yes. oh, become a part of me. Join the reptile king as family. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, the Bella asked, sensing the Ehrman wanted an audience. Yarrick. The Ehrman said through gritted teeth, it was all his fault. The Bella had a moment of panic, thinking to his ring, uh, York, he was talking about the patron saint of rogues and fees before, but he realised it was gone oh, with the finger that had worn it. He hurt you? He hurt you? He turned them all against me, the Everman said. Oh, my friends, that Stalnikov, Dmitry Arkadyevich, there was no one to defend me, and after all I did! He slammed two hands onto the table with enough force to crack the wood and tip over the pot in the cups. I was the one who solved the decast problem. I was the one who suggested we alter the reproductive DNA. Rights may have done the work, but it was my idea. I was the doctor. I kept us all in health. I cured the diseases. I fixed the injuries. But did they remember that? No, they didn't care. They just wanted to stop my work. They said it was wrong, but I know the truth. They were jealous that I could see farther, that my hands grasped the fire. <laughs> This is absolute... You cannot tell me this wasn't in some way inspired by Dark Souls. <laughs> I, I refuse to believe it. Yarek, 
He spat the name. He hated me ever since the railing incident. He should have been grateful. I was his friend. I helped him. I only ever wanted to make him better, but did he care? He turned everyone against me. Cast out. No friends. No labs. Nothing but my surgeon crabs to care for me. And all I ever wanted to do was help people. I'll show them. I'll show everyone. I'll make them better. They'll see. And they'll thank me for it. No one will ever dare frame me out again. The Everman's eyes were wide and mad, and veins rose from his neck. Slowly, his eyes focused again on Nabella. You. You won't leave me, will you? He asked, pleading. You're my friend. Yes. Uh, yes, of course, Nabella said, terrified. The Everman was mad, clearly. If he hadn't been to start with, the years alone must have done it. Good, good, the Everman said. I knew you were different when you walked in. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as I saw you, you won't abandon me. I'll I'll help you. I'll make you better. That's what I'll do. Oh my god, is it going to be like the fucked up version of the Maiden or the Firekeeper? <laughs> Bearer of the curse. <laughs> Seek souls. <laughs> Bearer of the bell. Seek anomalies. Oh, that's all right, the Bella said nervously. I think I, I'm good enough for now. No, I insist, the Everman said. He gestured to his servant, which grasped the bell with a strong, vice-like grip. I understand your reluctance, but you'll see it's for your own good. I'm your doctor, after all. He stood and walked for one of the doors. The servant followed, forcing Bella along. Dr. Mann pulled out a small metal object and placed it into a slot on the floor, on a the door, then turned it. The door opened and they entered. Bella found himself standing in a vast, brightly lit room containing hundreds of different relics. My collection, the Everman said proudly. Various SCPs are wonders, I think you call them. Many the foundation never even knew. These are just the ones that can be stored together, you understand. Others would be more problematic. He continued walking down the aisles, past shelves, boxes, and crates. A broad-brimmed hat rested next to a silt-encrusted crop. A picture of a girl waved at him from a picture frame, sitting by a ruby metallic... Cassie! Is that Cassie? Cassie! Free her! Humanity restored. You need to get her on the way out! <laughs> she can level you up! <laughs> She's the maiden! <laughs> A stone cube, twice as tall as a man, cracked in two. He hardly formed more than an impression of any of them as he was dragged past. God, now I like actually do want like a an action RPG game in this sort of Foundation universe, like fighting the anomalies and shit. He finally came up to a platform, like the one upon which he had woken up. Three arms of metal and plastic rose above it. A two one two, the Ethman said, which is uh, I believe is like a uh, device that basically upgrades you automatically, but it also fucks you up. Nice. I was lucky to acquire it. The Foundation never understood it properly. They couldn't control it. The improvements were random, haphazard. I have better understanding. It will help you, my friend. Help you to see as I do. The bully didn't know if he meant eyes or beliefs, and he didn't want to find out. He twisted That's as much as he could and delivered a swift kick right between the servant's four legs. It howled and released him. Still got balls. <laughs> Even as the other oh, turned, yeah. the Bella grabbed a box off a shelf. No, you fool! 
The Everman shouted as the Bella threw the box's content at him. He tried to grab a tiny red object as it bounced away, but evaded him. Oh, is that, uh, oh, not 055, the one that's like, you put it in and you go to the fuck world? I don't know about that. Uh, the the Bella, Red Sea object? You know what I'm talking about. I don't know. The Bella turned and ran. He heard crashes behind him and saw the servant running after. It screamed at him, a high-pitched keening that grated at the Bella's ears. Then something struck the creature and it stumbled. The Bella thought he saw a tiny red streak and then a shelf collapsed. He cursed and added even more speed, looking for shelter. Traitor! Quizzling! The Everman's voice echoed through the room. Yorick! The Bella saw an Damn. odd-wheeled box. He jumped inside of it on the off chance it might be enchanted to move. <laughs> he looked around for some sort of control <laughs> mechanism. That's interesting that he thinks of it as an enchantment, but he still looks for the control mechanism for the enchantment. Very interesting indeed. There were several levers and a large wheel. He tried them but got no noticeable response as more objects broke and shattered around him. Something punched through the roof before shattering the front window. The servant, one leg trailing behind it, jumped on the front of the vehicle and reached through the broken window at the Bella. In desperation, he clawed at it, raking at the creature of the hooks the Everman had planted in his fingers. It hit and drew its arm back, then tensed as if to jump. Finally, the Bella noticed a small metal object, like the one the Everman used to open the door. He grabbed it, praying to Geyer and Semeril to send him somewhere safe as he trusted it forward. There was a sudden, complete lack of sensation. For the second time that day, he wondered if he were dead, about to face Abbott's justice. Then suddenly, he found himself falling. He landed on a sandy dune with a force that knocked the wind from him. In the distance, a building half buried by the sand stood, and nothing but doom for miles. He stirred and then laughed until tears streaked down his face. It was a sight to where he'd found the papers, and the whole quest had begun. Is there a sequel to this? And it's a whole canon. Or it's the Bellaverse. I want to read the Bellaverse very badly. So this is the first tale in it, right? Yeah. Can we, like, make this our next thing for a while? That's Screw cool. guests, because I'm, like, so invested in this. Well, we have two so more. I'm curious... Oh, sorry, what were you saying? We do have two more, so uh, you got more to look forward to. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a lot of things that I'm curious about. One, why Bright is a god for some reason. Well, uh, two, m- more about Everett Man. Three, who's Yorick? Because I s- noticed there's a tag, so I assume he's also one of the super special yeah. doctors. Was, I think he was, like, an agent, but he was, like, one of the, the, the original gang, I guess. And very, very interesting is that this is tagged Kane, but I don't remember Kane. Was that the first guy he talked to? Oh, it might have been, though, yeah. I, I, Benedim is Kane. Yeah, I believe so. Very interesting. He wears a skull cap over his head cause, uh, because Kane the has mark. a thing on his forehead. So he, that's why he looks oh. <laughs> I never even thought about that. Yo, tags, hashtag spoils, but based. Ben I'm giving this an unbiblical Hebrew simply means human being. That's pretty cool. I'm popping an upvote on this. I'm giving this a 10 out of 10. Uh, actually, no, I'll give it an 11 out of 10. Um, I really like this a lot. And I I love the Souls-like feel of it. I don't know if you picked this because of the Elden yeah, Ring so brain is. rot. You did? Yeah. Uh, it, it just has that. It has that like capturedness to it. I can imagine it. the intro. Want... It tells me about Gaia and the other gods and how they got all fucked up. <laughs> Dude, wait. There is. So this isn't the first one. Well, I can. I'm just imagining like the Dark Souls intro. Oh yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Indeed. It is called Australia. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god. I'm curious how the world became like this, what there is to it, but like, I know everyone when they think of uh, SCP games wants like Control or like, you know, that YouTuber bait, the Containment Breach. I would love a game that's like a Dark Souls-esque game, but this. That would be so cool. I would love to play as the Beller in like an action RPG. Like a He's not the solid sort of an action 20... like guy though. Like one zombie almost fucked him up and he couldn't even like kill it and almost burned down the cave. Yeah, but that that also plays to SCP. Like you'd ha- you could like collect articles and then you have to like find unique ways to deal with enemies instead of fighting them. Like you can fight them, but you usually get fucked. And then you have to like find weirdo ways to trick the the enemies into getting into traps and stuff. Nice, nice. Um, I, this actually reminds me, Tan. Did I ever tell you about my D and D idea for SCP? I think I did. You might where it was like an East a isekai where like four different Foundation members get shoved into a fantasy world and they don't know what else to do, so they like start their own like SCP Brunch. Foundation where they're like capturing goblins and monsters and like figuring shit out and leveling up their classes. That's pretty cool. I don't know. I, I really I oh, I just love something about the I was I love the intersection of fantasy and SCP and I'm sure there is other stuff obviously there is we just read some but like other than cactuses stuff you'd shown me I hadn't seen any and I I needed this I'm ready for whatever else you want to show me today so although I don't know if we have time for two more articles we're already at 41 minutes and we have yeah to we'll, record, we'll have uh, two we'll have two articles today okay so the next one we have is SCP one million. Again, by Dr. Grimman. Uh, SCP-1 million? Oh, hell yeah. Is this in the same universe? Let's find out. Oh, this is a short one. Based. You want me to read it, or do you have it? I mean, it's like it's basically a conversation, so we can like do this. I'll also do a script. I'll be Shaman, you be other guy. Okay. Tell me of the thing, the Shaman said. It lives in the... I started. No! The stick came down hard on my knuckles. Begin with how to stop it, how to keep it held. Always. What it is can wait until after. I rubbed my hand and began again. The people must always be ready. They must keep their eyes to the south to watch for the Evermen. They must keep their eyes to the east to watch for the city people, who pick among the ruins for toys they cannot understand. They must keep their eyes to the seas, for things that come across the waters are a deadly threat. They must keep their eyes inward, for the greatest threat comes from men who know. That's still you. Oh. No man may enter the antechamber, but that he comes to light the fire once fires once more, or else that he is a shaman going for a vision quest. He will enter with one other, and neither may leave except with the other. When they leave, they close the door shut tight behind them. Oh, he's talking about how to deal with uh, 173, isn't he? Well, let's see. At all times will there be five guardians at the door, chosen from the people entrained in war. They will keep their spears sharp. When one sleeps, another comes to replace him. Their dogs will sleep at their feet, ready to challenge any who comes from outside or within. I looked up at the shaman. Now? He nodded. You know how to keep it held. Now you may say what it is. The Espy, called a wonder by the ignorant. Is this supposed to be SCP? Yeah. Espy? Called a wonder by the ignorant, holds the number of a thousand thousands. It is of the kind called Qatar, the all-consuming. I took a deep breath. Oh, they're like trying to train up a new foundation. I get it. There are two parts of the Aspie. Of the first, which we shall call the Aleph, is a dream of butterflies. They are held off by the burning of certain herbs, and it is therefore that we keep the fires lit, remain watchful should they go out. The dream of butterflies gives a man visions, strange scenes of times far past. 
I myself have seen these visions once. I saw men and women dressed strangely in long white coats. They spoke in a language I did not recognize. And of the other, the bait, the shaman asked. That is the most dangerous part, though in seeming it is nothing but an old man. In other lands, he is called a god or a devil. We know he is just a man who has lived very long, and that is what gives him power. I closed my eyes. He was one of the first to leave the home Saitu. We do not know how he came to live so long. Perhaps through the efforts of the Everman. Perhaps from another espy hidden deep in the chambers we have not seen. It does not matter. He lives. That- oh my god, I just realized how good SCP sites make dungeons. Because they're all like convoluted and have weird contraptions. He lives. That is enough. And he knows the secrets from the time before. His knowledge is a poison that must be kept from the world. And that is why we keep him held, as our ancestors did before us. Good enough so far, the shaman admitted. You've echoed the words of others admirably. But a shaman cannot simply speak like a parrot. You have been inside. You have seen the bait. Add to our knowledge. Tell me what he told you. He... What's bait? Beta. Oh! He... He asked me to help him escape. He promised me great weapons, riches beyond my dreams. I refused, for we know him for a liar. He told me he was imprisoned unjustly. He cursed me and then cursed gear above and Caliph below. Who's Caliph? Clef. Oh, Clef. Ah, below for holding him there. I... I fled. I am not a brave man. I make no excuse for this. My companion found me and we left the chamber. I turned my face in shame. You did nothing wrong, the shaman said, placing a hand on my shoulder. Men who haven't gone in have not returned. The dream of butterflies and the old one are strong, and we know they wish to get past us. We serve, we contain, we protect. Protect, I echoed, until the gods return. Oh, so they see, like, Foundation members as gods, and that's why... Well, yeah, I guess they're already gods in, like, this world, but I guess... Yeah, to be fair, the ones they're they're talking about are, like, the the super... (laughs) Yeah, the ones they're talking about are, like, the special ones with, like, OP shit, right? Like, Bright, and... What's Clef's deal? I'm sure he's got some shit going on. (laughs) Yeah, so that makes more sense to me than, like, the average Doctor. Um, this is very surreal reading because I don't know much about the super special doctors. We haven't really talked about them except in passing. So I don't really know what Bray... I know, like, Bray has an amulet. I don't really know what Clef does. I don't know much about Man. I don't know anything about Yorick. It's all, like, I'm very curious, but I'm having fun with this. Do you think we have time for one more? Or is not is um, the other one short as well? It's not as short. So I don't mm. know. I don't know. Well, link it to me and we'll see. Are we reading these in order, by the way? Or, like, do you have a structured well, order to these? I don't... I, these are, like, the first couple that came up in this canon. This one might be just a bit too yeah, long. Yeah, we'll leave that for next time, maybe. Or maybe next time we'll look at the Bellverse. Yeah, I would love to... Screw guests for a while. I just really... I'm sorry, guests. Whoa. I just really want to read... I want to keep reading this. I like the setting. It's cool. It's my jam. Ugh. How did you first find out about this? Um, I read it. Okay, but I mean, like, were you... It was, like, recently? A long time ago? A long time ago. How long have you been... This has been... It's a very old series. What brought you to, like, want to show me it now? Elder Brain (laughs) Rock. Oh, yeah. Great. Okay. Well, we'll close that out for now. And then, in terms of the YouTube, I forgot I was uploading on your account, so I have to, like, switch back to mine. What the hell? 
He's on my did it, did ha- my password. Did Havoc Moon finish uploading because I X'd out without looking? I think it did. Okay, good. You get an exclusive look behind the curtain here, everyone. Alright, our last episode... Oh, man. For for what it's called, it has more views than I expected. Ah! Why did we even call it that? Because it's screaming. Oh, the pat- oh it's a padding screamer, I guess. <laughs> Uh, Comedy Man Kelp says, "Gotta say, this is one of the best guest episodes. I really liked seeing." And of course, who could ever forget? R.I.P. Headphone users. Got him. Anomalous. Two things. First, if I peek, lower the volume. Second, remove the sounds of me eating cashews earlier in the intro. Thanks, Anom. Shaithalia says, Darnell doing a Markiplier voice again, lol, or whatever it's supposed to be. It's my skipper voice, and it's actually Patrick Warburton. It's not Markiplier at all. Have you ever watched uh, The Emperor's New Groove? Kind of sound, <laughs> now, that, now that you say that. It does does it? Like, no, it's supposed to be crime! Can you, you know, you know but it's like in the middle. It can be many things. Ask me if that was the bite of 87. Oh my gosh, was that the bite of 87? I can kind of hear it. <laughs> I just wanted to do a Patrick Warburton voice, and you're telling me all this time all I've done is a Markiplier voice? Maybe I'm doing the dejection emote from Elden Ring in real life on my chair. <laughs> Thought experiments and other stuff says ah, a name I haven't heard in a long time. Three yellow arrows, which is a cool name, says fifty two fifty eight. I was referring to what Doctor Gear said that he hasn't seen SCP 28 used in other articles. I listed the articles that 28 is used in. Oh, okay. Also, thank you. Rename compliment. Oh, did I compliment your name last time too? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna do that every time. How how did they know? How did they know? I, on the wiki, yeah. I go by Crocat. Oh, I saw Crocat in the server earlier. Hello, Crocat. Edit. By the way, uh, here's a neat pattern. Screamers factoid pushes up nerd glasses. Oh lord. SCP-1694 goes to Venus. It's technically a pattern screamer article. It was written by the person who first wrote about pattern screamers, Whoa. and when it was posted, it had a transcript from an alien race that came in contact with the screamers. The author removed it because everyone in the discussion said it didn't make sense for the foundation to be able to translate an alien language. If you go to revision 18 of the page's history, you can read the transcript. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for the Foundation to be able to read alien languages, but they can mess with the fabric of reality with just enough funny machinery, I guess. That makes sense. Uh, Monarch says, If you want to go more into pattern screamers, SCP-000 and SCP-S are articles you should check out. There's a zeroth SCP. I do have a question about that. Um, and I'm not talking about, like, the from the opinion of discussions, because I know a lot of people have, like, various opinions on what can and shouldn't be done, but, like, when people do a weirdo thing, like, dash S or dash zero zero zero, how does that fit on the main list? Like, do they slot it as a tail? It doesn't. Okay. Those, are, those are tails. Bread says, I'm so happy with this episode's guests. They're my favorite so far, Smile. Yeah, that was, I really enjoyed having Tan Honey on last Thank week. Thank you, he was Brett. A great... I'm glad you enjoyed it. What? Thank you, Brad. It's not Brad, it's Brad. (laughs) Brad. Brad. (laughs) Brad. Uh, Insert. Bradley. 
Insert clever name here says, Shaking my head. The SCP accusing me of not watching the videos? I watch them. My funny is just drained and destroyed, so I don't feel like I can make a good comment. Any comment you make is a good comment. Every comment yeah, exactly. you make is good. Don't worry, clever name. Anyways, pattern screamers are basically just online introverts. <laughs> I can only have ten people know about me, or else the creature crawls out of me and removes them from existence. Ooh, woo. Is that something introverts can do? I've never been able to do that. It's something... It's something I can you? Who have you removed someone from existence? Well, I guess it wouldn't matter because they don't exist anymore. Okay. Yeah. There used to be four people on this. Oh my god, wait, what? <laughs> don't worry about <laughs> I like flashback to like the, the memories I have with the other two. Oh my god. Who who would they have been? Probably Salmon Corbet was one. Um well, he still exists. Okay, so, so who have we had on that doesn't exist? Remember those fake names that I kept coming up with when we were reading what were my yeah. articles? Those were our comments. Oh. I'm remembering Marabella Chan. We used to share so many laughs together. Hey, we'll reach 100 episodes together. <laughs> no! right, she died in episode 37. <laughs> this is so sad. <laughs> like, man's like fucking absorb them and they're like you'll reach episode 100 for all of us <laughs> like, Christ, I like man. to imagine the only reason I wasn't killed is for some reason the laws of podcasting state there must be at least two hosts or you can't do it so you like had to keep me alive <laughs> I'm just like uh, do you remember in, in Gurren Lagan when the Beast King keeps Viral alive to, to chronicle his legacy that's my role uh, I'm just here yeah. to chronicle your deeds uh, cute sweet Corgo says, "Why did we put Skipper in the SCP non-existent dot eyes? Edit poor anomalous. Was this Hamilton's intervention? Why? Nah, man, the weed man is free. Edit. I don't even remember what I wrote. No worry, I shall grant you the codes after engagement. Slash J. <laughs> War Eagle twenty one says, "Hello again. What? Pattern screamers never heard of it. Smoke smirk emoji. Dude, this guy's cool as fuck." I'm kind of... doesn't even know what SCP I'm is. I'm sure he does. Hamilton says, uh... An anomalous writer says, The first letter of the English lexicon, capitalized, to be repeated ten times. Thank you. Guare <laughs> uh, Fernandez Emil says, Order is a man-made concept. Sounds like a Joker quote. Anyway, good episode. It had been a while since you guys read something by Cactus, and this didn't disappoint. To close this comment off, I would like to thank the people who recently donated to Corgo. You all are great. Yes, thank you. Everyone who donates to Corgo, by the way, if you Don't if you meet the one... Yes, there's a special yeah. episode coming up. I will read every yes, one of Yes, once the fundraiser comments. ends. So um, make sure you leave your comments if you donated... I haven't thought this through. It's going to be absurdly yes. long. If you donated more than $5 to the to the GoFundMe, please, or like you donated to the PayPal, if you donate to the PayPal, send us a picture of it and like DM the comment to Tanhony or Jackrabbit probably. She Actually, she would probably be able to compile a list. And if you did it on GoFundMe, make sure you leave the comment you want us to read. Um, I know one bastard's gonna make you read Chinese, so you're gonna have to study up so you don't, like, get us cancelled. So, work on that ahead of time, Tan. I can't wait for Tan to come out swinging with perfect Cantonese. Actually, Tan, wait, are you there? I'm almost, I did not sound of this crunching, by the way, sorry. Um, do you know any other languages? 
Oh, I know a little bit of Spanish, but not enough to like properly converse. I I almost knew a little bit of French, but it didn't yeah. stick. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, it's actually a blue. <laughs> no, no. All right, guys, we're ending the episode now. Bye. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we have a little bit of free time, actually. It hasn't been an hour yet. Is there anything you want to chat about? Or do Or do you want to try to read that article, maybe? I watch television. I have no clue what he's saying. I don't know French. I don't know what you're saying. I go to the bibliotheque. Wait, that's the word for library in Spanish, too. Biblioteca. You can't just keep saying random French shit for the Harry. next five minutes. Please talk to me. Inception. Man, this is not content. This is Kino. Did you just say this is Kino in a bad French accent? <laughs> Speaking yes. of Kino, wasn't there a movie I wanted to watch with you? I can't remember what it was. Uh, yes, it was The Ring yeah, versus you wanna The Grudge. Go- we have not seen either the ring. Or yeah, the I think I might have seen the ring a very long time ago, but I don't remember anything. Well, like through through pop culture osmosis, you pretty much know what happens. In the yeah, the, the lady comes out of the TV. You watch the tape. I actually feel like I've seen more parodies about the ring lady being a cute anime waifu than I have about her being like a scary person that like kills people. At this point, I feel like it's like the most memed upon scary thing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. As for Sadako, though, I know she has a similar yeah. thing. It's or the grudge. It's that's like she pops up in the mirror. She's the same sort of archetype, yeah. spooky ghost. But she pops up in the mirror. I don't think she like. It, she's not as much sort of technology oriented. I think she's more of a classical. Yeah, she's like the SSGW assassin. She like pops up in mirrors and stuff. Uh, do you want to go watch that now? No, we gotta get April's face done. Integral uh, space. Who reads that anyway? Am I right, guys? If you, that's called the space password for this show. week is you have to comment your favorite Aetheral space character. And if you say Dragon, I know you don't read Aetheral space because he's like no one's favorite character. Now here's the actual <laughs> password. Um, write a little intro, <laughs> Dark Souls style <laughs> intro for um, developers. Really. <laughs> Yes. It happened in the start with the phrase, yes, <laughs> I've been waiting for you to write the thing I've been talking to you about so we can do the Aetheral Space trailer. I just need you to write and draw, and then I can narrate it and put it together. It'll be brilliant. Come on, Tan, think about it. The glory. Uh, what movie is that? <sighs> But um, we are literally just stalling. Yeah, that's why I, I kept trying to say, hey, do you want to try to read that other thing maybe or something? But you just kept talking in French at me. <laughs> that's a good idea. I'll do it for no, two more minutes. No, actually don't do that. Okay, all right. If we're just going to chat and you don't want to read, tell me about your Elden Ring experience. What are you working on right now in game? Um, I don't know if you even know this area exists yet. I'm in a new area. It's fucking hard as shit. We got to the point in the game where they start throwing in the bosses as normal enemies. Oh, joy. Yeah, we kind of had to deal with that at the so, capital, right? We had to take on the tree spirit. Uh, it's more than that. They don't even have boss health bars oh, anymore. Oh, right, yes. Um, wait, what do you mean, oh, right, yeah? Nothing. I'm sweating now. 
Um, we still need to do the capital. I, I need your... Oh, yeah. Well, we have to do Aetheral Space first, but after that, do you want to help me with the, the Skull Moth guy? Epic. Oh, sure. All right, we can take him down. He should be easy peasy. Well, I gotta get the stuff edited as well, so it's gonna be a bit longer than that. But, but anyway, yes, we're, 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 we're wasting time though. We hit, we're about to hit sixty minutes. We're gonna have a okay. nine minute. Here, no one wants this shit anyway. There's no views. There's no revenue. I'm fucking crying. Okay. Um. But thank you for watching, everyone. <laughs> this podcast gets more depressing the longer it gets on. Maybe we should like. Maybe it's we like Dark Souls. It's a we should have like a. Out. Maybe we should start writing a vague structure of what to do. Or, like, timing things out better. Why? That's not what these people are here for. They're here past episode 100. They like all right, all right. I, I'm just saying. Okay, bye. Bye, guys. I'm pissed off now. What? There will be no... It looks like we're a solo podcast from now on.